Okay, shalom. Our our uh, our topic today is hakel, and uh, God willing, I'd like to start a little mini series on this topic. Um, the the source that I'm mostly going to draw on is is a kuntras called kuntras zechel Mikdash, which explains uh, the mitzvah of hakel. It's interesting in terms of bibliography. Uh, it was published anonymously. Uh, as is mentioned here, Peli is where the name is not given. And uh, the publisher mentions, uh, the, the, the author of this, of this uh, book, who doesn't want to reveal his name, he's one of the great Geonim, the famous Geonim in our times, etc. And, uh, and I, I assume uh, personally, that it has to do with um, with some of the, uh, the the controversy. This is my personal speculation. Comes some of the controversy surrounding uh, Shemitah, but I'm not going to spend more time uh, uh, speculating about that. Now, 1889. Now, uh, the haskamas he has are from the 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 Beis Rav Shmuel Malaver, and the Aderet, Rav Eliyahu David Rabinowitz Teumim, uh, who was the, the Rav Aponovich. Now, um, in different circles, he's known uh, for different things, the, uh, but uh, he was Rav Cook's father-in-law. And uh, uh, this is where I'm going to share a second piece of speculation. And uh, uh, it was very... Uh, uh, interesting to me to see this kuntras referred to as authored by the Aderet. Uh, here he gives a haskam on the Sefer, and then he writes Eoras on the Sefer. He writes his comments on the Sefer, and uh, he uh, that is very, uh, very striking. So uh, uh, why do why do why do people say that he wrote the Sefer? That's my question. Um, uh, on the one hand, uh, Rav Herzog, chief, first chief rabbi uh, after Rav Cook passed away, so he became the chief rabbi of, of Palestine, British Mandate, and later the first rabbi of the State of Israel. And uh, he uh, he attributes the Sefer to Rav the Aderet, uh, uh, the Rav Panovich. And uh, there's a Sefer Hakel, and they... Uh, uh, as far as I know, attributed there to Rav, to to the Aderet. Uh, plus, I saw an interesting thing: a uh, one of the auction sites that auctions off uh, Jewish manuscripts and the like. So there were Kisveyad of the Aderet. There were manuscripts of of this of Ravaliel Rabinowitz Tumim, and uh, and sure enough, they write that uh, there are uh, some some uh, uh, written documents that seem to have, though they're not exactly the same words, but they seem to have been the basis for this, um, for this Zechel Amikdash uh, pamphlet. So uh, as, as much as it seems to be uh, not standard for me, it seems to be attributed to the, to the Aderet, but also the Aderet writing comments on it. So uh, I find this, extremely interesting in terms of bibliography. What's the topic? He writes 
there is a mitzvah of hakel. There is a mitzvah of gathering everybody together on the uh, on the on the sukkahs immediately after the shemitah year, and and that'll be this coming sukkahs, which is immediately after the shemitah year. And the question is, uh, we do a zecher lemigdash for 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 other things. For instance, uh, we take the lul of seven days. Uh, outside of the Mikdash, it's one day, but the other six days are, are a rabbinic outside the Mikdash, uh, as a, as a remembrance or as a, as a, as a way of, of commemorating that, which we used to do when the base of Mikdash was around. So why he asked, don't we do a Zechelamikdash of Hakel? Okay. Now, um, and in his words, we have a great question to ask. Why is this, this precious and this holy mitzvah of hakel, of gathering everybody together and reading of the Sefer Torah, the king reading the Sefer Torah, the, the whole nation uh, in the base of Migdash courtyard? Why don't we always do uh, a, a remnant of it, a, 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 a zecher to it? What was done in the base of Migdash once every seven years? Why is it any worse than the Lulav? So he says, at first I thought, even in the second temple period, it wasn't biblical. Why? Because the Torah connects So the Torah says explicitly that this is connected with Shemitah, meaning it has to be, it's the, it's the Sukkot immediately after the Shemitah year. If Shemitah is not noeg, so so if 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 the mitzvah of Shemitah is not biblically uh, oblig- obligatory, so also Hakel should not. But the katu kol Yisrael all of Israel comes. So it sounds like you need to be in a situation where all Yisrael, all of Israel, is in the land of Israel. So those are two issues. He says they're really one thing. Um, um, and this is this is not going to be our topic for tonight. But I just wanted to give you the context of this. God willing, on a on a, on a later um, on, a, on one of the subsequent weeks, we'll deal with the issue of of why isn't there a zecher lahakim. But uh, our topic for tonight, as I titled it, is. Um, um, Just a moment. Yeah, here's our topic for tonight. Hakel without a king, Hakel without Shemitah. Now, the, the Psukim, he, he, in this, in this Chovert, in this little pamphlet, so he collected all the material about Shemitah, more or less. Um, the Torah says like this, Moshe, Moshe commanded them saying, After seven years, in, in the, at the time of the Shemitah year on Sukkot, or during the holiday in the Shemitah year 
on Chagosukas, the Gemara discusses the, the seeming repetition uh, in this Pasuk. When all of Israel comes up to, to appear, to see, to do Aliyah Leregel, the place which is chosen, the Beit HaMikdash, this Torah should be written opposite all of Israel in their ears. Gather the nation, men, women, and children, the stranger in your midst, Laman Yishma'u, they should hear, and they should learn, and they will have yiras Hashem, and they will have fear, awe of Hashem, and they'll make sure they'll, that they do all, uh, all the words of this Torah. Children that don't know, they'll hear and they'll learn. All the days that you're living on the land, that you're crossing the Jordan into that land to live there, so to 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 inherit. So the the um, note how he puts all the material here, the midrashei Chazal, the Gemara, Tosefta Yerushalmi Rambam, Sefer Achinuch, Sefer Yerem Ramban. Um, now, I'd like to focus on the issue of, of how essential are these two elements, Shemitah and the king? Well, as he mentioned, uh, the Torah is very explicit about, about uh, Shemitah. On the other hand, <clears throat> it doesn't seem to say anything about the king. In fact, if we if we take another look at the at at the pasuk, so when you try to figure out from the pasuk who's doing the reading, Moshe commanded them. Well, you would go to the end of the previous parak, Lamed Aleph. And it's 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 not so just a moment. My apology. I'm gonna know if you had right. Yeah, just I'm going to share a different screen now. Here. Um, <clears throat> the Torah talks about Moshe writing a Torah scroll. He gave it to the Kohanim. The, the, the covenant, the Ark of the Covenant of Hashem. And the, and the elders. Who are they? It sounds like the people that were just mentioned, the Kohanim and the and the Zakadim. And then the command, etc. So hence, if we go back to our pamphlets, so he says very sensibly, 
נראה שלכהנים ולזיק בני ישראל ציווה משה רבנו לקרוא את התורה באוזני כל ישראל. It sounds like he commanded the Kohanim and the elders to read the Torah. It doesn't seem that the mitzvah is specifically directed at a king when the Beis HaMikdash was up. The great one of all of Israel. It was either the head of the Sanhedrin, the greatest of the Sanhedrin, or the Kohen Godel who was serving, etc. So how essential is Shemitah to the Hakel? It sounds like very essential. The Torah is very explicit that the time of, of Hakel is, is, is immediately after the Shemitah. If you don't have a Shemitah, you don't have the, 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 the setting for, for Hakel, the time framework for Hakel. And sure enough, it sounds like they didn't do Hakel until they began the Shemitah uh, count, which was, was, was after the 14 years of Yerushav Yeshiva of, of, of uh, inheriting the land and, and fighting the wars against the 31 kings and then dividing up the land. So only afterwards did the Shemitah count begin and only afterwards was it possible to do Hakim. But how essential is a king though? And so it doesn't seem so. It, it seems if you just look at the Psukim, it seems like it is not essential. Now, later on in the pamphlet, um, the Sefer Achinuch says, The king was obligated. But the Rambam doesn't say the king is obligated. It's the king that reads. Let's have a look at the Rambam. Sorry for jumping back and forth. The Rambam says, It's a mitzvah to gather all of Israel, men, women, and children. When Shemitah uh, goes out, when, they, when there's Aliyah L'Regel, V'likrot Be'ozneim Min HaTorah, Parshiot Shein Mezarzot Otam Be'mitzvot, and to read, he doesn't even say X person reads. He just says, and to read, this is part of the mitzvah, to read in their ears of the Torah, sections of the Torah that, that uh, uh, encourage, energize them to do mitzvahs, U'mechazkot Yedeim B'dat HaEmet, and strengthen their hands, meaning as, uh, uh, um, uh, give them a, a, a positive, strong, positive feeling. They hold on to the true religion. That's the essential mitzvah. And then he starts talking about who has to come up. And then he starts talking about when they would read. And, and then he says, And it's the king that reads before them. And he would read it in the Azrat Nashim, the place in the Beis HaMikdash, which was referred to as the Azrat Nashim. And he would read when he was sitting down. But if he stood up, that's great. Now, um, 
the Sefer Yireim explicitly that the king should read. The, the uh, Sefer Chinuch is less extreme, less extrasterate. Mitzvah takel shin stavenu shikala misrael, velikro zatma mispar misefer mishnah Torah. This is the mitzvah of hakel. And he reads, Midini mitzvah mashem rozal shem melech huayam mechuyav likro baznem, that the king was obligated. So we find three variations. Number one, the Rambam does not seem to emphasize the king as the one reading. And he doesn't introduce the king when he defines the mitzvah. The mitzvah is to gather Israel and to read these parashiyos in a way that encourages them all uh, to have inspiration to do mitzvahs with energy and to strengthen religion. The Sefer Yireim puts the king front and center. The mitzvah, Hashem commanded the king. The, the Sefer Achinuch brings in the king as the king is, as a din, that the king is the one that reads it. Uh, but he doesn't make it as part of the definition of the mitzvah. So, so we, we really find three variations. The Ramam, who's least king-centered, the Yireim, who's most king-centered, it's even in the, in, the, in the formulation of the mitzvah that the king reads it. Um, the Yireim, by the way, has two mitzvahs, one mitzvah of the king to read and another mitzvah that, uh, that when the king reads, everybody should come and hear. And again, the, the Sefer Chinuch has that middle road where it's not part of the definition of the mitzvah, but it's not just that the king is the one that reads it, but the king is obligated to read it. That's part of the dinim. So now, the, this whole direction is that the king is obligated. Now, if that's the case, it would follow that when you're thinking about um, If you're thinking about the um, whether the mitzvah of hakel is something that you're going to be able to do nowadays, well, if if you're tying the mitzvah to a king, and the king is an essential element of the mitzvah, so then if there's no king, there's no mitzvah. And then, as he writes in a certain place, if that's the case, it would follow that until we have a king which is uh, Mashiach time. So then, so then there's not going to be any mitzvah. Where, whereas, if you say that the, um, I was trying to find the place. Um, whereas if you say that, that the king is not essential, well, then it's very likely that you could do a Zechel HaKel, even though Shemitah, it's, a, it's, it's connected to Shemitah, but still, uh, when even without 
if you say we do just like just like you do Shemitah the Rabbanan, so you do Akel the Rabbanan. Hey, wait a second. What about the king? The king is in general the one that would do it, but but you could have somebody else do it. Yeah, but we don't have a coin gadol either. Okay, you don't have a coin gadol. We don't have a Sanhedrin. We don't have a Sanhedrin. So the gadol ador. Uh, chief rabbi. So so uh, that's how he brings it in. Now, um, I would like to to share some of my my, if you will, caches about this this uh, mitzvah. I could certainly, I what, I'll present it this way. When I looked at at Hakel, I looked at the psukim and I said, "All of Israel's there. They're reading the Torah. The whole nation is gathered. There's a goal of Yirat Shemayim. This sounds like Matan Torah. It sounds like the giving of the Torah. And sure enough." The, give, the day of the giving of the Torah is called Yom HaKahal, the day of gathering. Men, women, and children were there. The divine voice is coming in the middle and telling over the Torah. So the, the goal of Matan Torah was also, so you should have Yiras Hashem for all of your days. So when I looked at Hakel, I would always say, Hakel is... Every seven years, you do a recreation of Matan Torah. Sure enough, and 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 not only that, I'll 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 say it this way: Matan Torah was a a one-time event that transformed the world. Kodesh Baruch revealed himself to an entire nation, uh, and and now there's a nation, millions that that have experienced prophecy. They're going to take. God's teachings and bring them to the whole, to their descendants, their descendants. There's going to be a nation now that is built on this prophetic, uh, mass prophetic event, uh, as is beautifully described by, by the Kuzari and others. Now, giving of the Torah was a one-time event. So we have to preserve that. How are we going to preserve that? Well, there's many ways we preserve that. We we celebrate the giving of the Torah on Shavuos every year. Once a year, there's a holiday. On a, on a level of, of, uh, of custom, um, but, but a very heavily rooted custom, uh, the, the last day, the day of, of Shemini Atzeris is, is also referred to as Simchas Torah. And in Chutzlar, the, you have two days, you have Shemini Atzeris and Simchas Torah, but there's a day devoted towards being joyous with the Torah, the Simchas HaTorah, which is part of the Harav Na'ashem Elokeinu, Estivrei Torah, the beauty, the, sim, the, the joy, the, the pleasantness of the Torah. Plus, um, The whole concept of the whole the whole ma'amad, the whole uh, setup of of kriyasa Torah is very much like the giving of the Torah. 
and the dinim are like that. Uh, there's somebody the the the, the reader is like Kivyochla Kodesh Baruchu, and then there's there's uh, there's a maturgaman, and it's like it's like Hashem and Moshe, and the Torah is there. So Kriyas Torah is very likely uh, something that is many times a week recreating Matan Torah. Plus, and this is probably the most powerful, the experience of Matan, of, of, excuse me, of Talmud Torah, the experience of learning Torah is an experience that has elements of Matan Torah, of the giving of the Torah. And so it's, it's a way of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's revelation constantly meeting us. Uh, this was uh, the, the Takana of Balkari, the Takana that, that a, a man who was a Balkari who had a seminal mission, originally there was a Takana that he wouldn't learn Torah. Where is that coming from? It's, it's coming from just like the Torah was given, the Torah was given with, with, with awe and with, with fear and with trembling. So also Talmud Torah has to, has to be with Ema Beira Bereta Devizea. So somebody who, uh, who as as much as Judaism is uh, is uh, very pro, uh, so to speak, the the relationship between a husband and a wife, and 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 procreation and mitzvahs ona. However, uh, uh, he he has to go to the mikvah. This is. When there was the Takana of Ezra, he would have to go to the mikvah before, before he was before he would learn Torah, uh, because he would have to be in the proper uh, mindset to to be able to uh, to be involved in Talmud Torah, and 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 certainly if a person had a a seminal emission. So, so uh, there are many ways of recreating Matan Torah and preserving the Matan Torah experience. There's a holiday perhaps dedicated to that, Shavuos. There's a holiday which has been dedicated to joy with the Torah, Simchas Torah. There is the, the weekly Kriya Torah, which is set up in a way which is similar to the giving of the Torah. And there are elements of the, of the, uh, of the Talmud Torah experience that are Matan Torah-like. And even though we don't do that nowadays, meaning the Takana Chazar rescinded the Takana of Takana Sazra, and somebody can learn even if you didn't go to the mikvah, but it's the concept of Takana Sazra is something that gives us an understanding of what, what Talmud Torah was like. So I was always convinced that Hakel is the, is the ultimate because Hakel is once every seven years recreating the national experience of Matan Torah. The Talmud Torah experience is, is, is as an individual, it's maybe in a shir, maybe with a group, but, but it's not the whole nation. And the same is true for, for Shavuos and for, for Sukhas Torah and for Kriya Torah. But, but Hakel was the whole Israel. It's like recreating the whole Matan Torah. Now, I... I do not uh, deny that that's that's very 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 compelling. However, I think there's something more here. Number one, we find some Rishonim, the Ureim, we find the the, the Sefer Achinuch. Uh, I think the Meir is quoted in the in the pamphlet here. 
that say that the king reading is part of the mitzvah. What's that? Why is the king reading part of the mitzvah? If you're recreating Matan Torah, it should just be, the main thing is that, is that the Torah should be read. And the way the Torah, it sounds, you know, you should read the Torah. Um, but it's more like the Ramam says, the Torah should be read before the people. It's more of the effects. The actual reading itself, and certainly who reads it, might be an issue, uh, but it's a secondary issue. Because at the end of the day, the main thing is the word of Hashem is, is coming down. And so it's just you need somebody to say the words of Hashem with the understanding that, that Am Yisrael is not going to be ready for another actual Matan Torah experience with, with the divine voice coming down explicitly once every seven years. So we need somebody to read the words of the Torah. That's one issue. Why is there some focus on the king? Not only that, uh, in Sota, in the Mishnah in Sota, which is right over here, the Mishnah in Sota says, Parsha Samelech It's Again, the Mishnah in Sota is listing all the things that have to be uh, uh, said in Hebrew. And the Parsha, and, and Hakel is one of those. So the way the Mishnah speaks about it, he calls it Parsha Samelech, the Parsha of the Melech. What is that? Um, it starts describing what they used to do. They make a whole plant for it. He would, he would sit on it, and uh, the Chazana Knesset would take the Sefer Torah and he'd give it to the Rosha Knesset. And the Rosha Knesset would take the Sefer Torah and give it to the Skan. And the Skan, the second in command of the Kohen, he would give it to the Kohen Gadol. And the Kohen Gadol would give it to the king, and the king would, would accept it, and then he would sit and read. So why call it Parshat HaMelech? Now, what is read? Mitchilat Eledvarim at Shema, from the beginning of the Sefer until Shema, from Shema, and then you skip to Vahoyaim Shamoa, then Aser Taser, when it starts talking about Maestras, Kisachalel Aser, Uparshas HaMelech, and the Parsha of the King, Ubrachos Uklalos, the blessings and the curses. It sounds like until you end until until you end the the brachos and klalos, which was last week's parsha. Wait a second. If the whole point is recreating the matan Torah experience, get even on the level of 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 tamia mitzvahs, but it seems to be the content of the mitzvah. But if that's the case, why isn't there more of a focus on the aseres adibros? And it's true, the Aseris Adibus were read, but it's between the lines. You have to figure out that, well, um, they read from the beginning of the Rav Shema, and if you look through that, you'll notice that, that, uh, that the, that the Aseris Adibus in Parshas Vashchanan are in. That's the way you focus on recreating the Matan Torah experience. The Mishnah said, as it should have said, Bikore Baseris Adibros. And you want to say, maybe you want to add more. So add Parshas Mishpatim, which was there on Matan Torah. Or add, add Kedoshim, Parshas Kedoshim, which seems to be a, re, a re-verbalization of the, of the, uh, of the Aseris Adibros with elaboration of other dinim and, and, and the, uh, and the uh, framework of the concept of Kedusha. But 
why the focus on Sefer Devarim? And why, why is Parsha Samelech mentioned? Which is interesting. Um, and according to Rashi, by the way, they would read until the end of Brachas and Klolos, and then they would go back and read the Parsha Samelech. Interesting. So, um, so just to reiterate the number, a number of questions. Number one, um, if Hakel is a recreation of Matan Torah, why is the king, according to a number of Rishonim, so central? Number two, why call it Parshas HaMelech? And if it's the section that they would read about the king was just one small portion of of the Kriya. Most of the Kriya, there was the beginning of Devarim until Shema, then Vayam Shemoa, the Brachos and Klolos, Aser Taser. There was a lot of material. The Parsha of the Melech itself, meaning the Parsha that talks about you should have a king, etc., that's a tiny portion. And then, um, so, so those are my questions. Um, I would add one more thing, and that is if you look at the Rambam, the way to gather the people was with the Chatzotzros. Ketzer Hukore, Tokim Bachatzotzros, Bechol Yerushalayim Kedei Lakir Ta'am. They would read the Chatzotzros, they would blow the Chatzotzros, they would blow the bugles in all of Yerushalayim to gather the nation. Interesting. Uh, I would like to offer the following suggestion that perhaps the mitzvah of Hakel is not necessarily recreating Matan Torah, but it's recreating the, the Moshe Rabbeinu's speaking out the Torah to the people of Israel, the Mishnah Torah, before Moshe Rabbeinu passed away. In other words, we're not recreating Matan Torah, we're, we're recreating Moshe Rabbeinu's speech to Am Yisrael before he passed away. That would explain, and now, Moshe Rabbeinu is referred to as Vahi Bishur and Melech. And the Chatzot were something that was specially connected with Moshe Rabbeinu. Um, so the suggestion is as follows, that, that this would explain why the focus on the Melech, because Moshe Rabbeinu was the Melech of Kala Yisrael, and there are a number of sources that describe Moshe as Rabbeinu as a Melech. Now, of course, Moshe Rabbeinu was also a prophet, but he was prophet and king. And there was hope, of course, that Shmuel was also going to be prophet and king, but then the nation requested a king. And, uh, and uh, that was a, 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 a very complicated parsha. But uh, the... What uh, the suggestion is, is that Moshe Rabbeinu was the king speaking out the Torah to the whole nation. And Moshe's goal was to encourage them to do mitzvahs and to strengthen religion. And once every seven years, they do a Moshe-like speech. Now, it's true that Moshe's speech before he passed away was very was parallel to the 
תמתן תורה, אתם ניצבים היום כולכם לפני השם אלוקיכם, ראשיכם, שבטיכם, זקני חוד נשותיכם, like we're going to read in the beginning of next, this coming parsha, um, that, that everybody was gathered together, and that gathering together perhaps was itself modeled after מתן תורה, um, but I would, uh, uh, but perhaps in a, in a, in a many way, So the, the, uh, the focus is on the king because the king is in the place of Moshe Rabbeinu. That's why there's this whole honor of uh, the, the, the chazan to the Rosh Hashanah, the Rosh Hashanah to the skan and the skan to the Kohen Godot and the Kohen Godot to the king. And that emphasizes the cover of the king. Um, that's perhaps why we're referring to Hakel as Parsha Samelach. And that could explain also why everything is from Devarim. It's a, it's a, it seems to be a, a condensed version of Sefer Dvarim. Uh, I'll add one more thing. Uh, there is a Ragachover, the, the Tzafnas Panech. So he seems to say that, again, I did not do, go too deeply into this, but, but uh, he seems to say that, um, that the Sefer was not a complete Sefer Torah, but Mishnah Torah, just Mishnah Torah. That's a whole suggestion that he has and that he develops. Um, but that would strengthen this also. Anyways, that's what, that's what I would like to, uh, to offer. Um, and God willing, uh, we'll discuss in the coming weeks. Um, let's just look at the calendar. Um, about when we'll have, uh, when we'll have Shirim. Next week, God willing, is Rosh Hashanah itself. Uh, excuse me, is Erev Rosh Hashanah. We will not have Shira and Erev Rosh Hashanah. Um, there's the, the, the week between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we will, God willing, have a Shira. Then there's Erev Sukkot. So we're not going to show. So we're going to have, God willing, one more Shira before uh, Sukkot, and we will focus on another aspect of Hakel. Uh, Um, I haven't decided if it's going to be on the, on the children or on the Zechel Hakel. Very likely it'll be on the Zechel Hakel. Uh, Mesader Gomor. Okay. Um,